We'll take our text this evening from the book of Matthew, the book of Genesis, and the book of 2 Kings. We'll begin with Matthew, the second chapter, verses 1 and 2. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the day of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. Genesis chapter 6, verses 13 and 14. And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come up before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Room shalt thou make in it. Making the ark, and shall pitch it within and without with pitch. Second Kings chapter two, verses nine and ten. And it came to pass when they were gone over, that Elijah said unto Elisha, Ask what I shall do for thee before I be taken from thee. And Elisha said, I pray thee, let a double portion of thy spirit be upon me. And he said, Thou hast asked a hard thing. Nevertheless, if thou see me when I am taken from thee, it shall be so unto thee. But if not, it shall not be so. The wise men, Noah and Elisha, all had one thing in common. They actually had one word in, in common. As I thought about them and the accounts here, I thought of the word focused. They were focused. They were focused on their goal. They all had a goal, different goals, but they all had a goal, and they were focused on that goal. The wise men, their goal was to see Jesus. Noah His goal was to finish the ark and be safe on the inside. Elisha, his goal was to see Elijah taken out of this world. They all kept focused by keeping their goal in view. The wise men kept following the star because they believed they would find Jesus. They were watching the heavens, watching the sky, watching the stars, looking for the star, because they believed that there was going to be a star that would appear, that they would recognize it as a special star. They They would recognize it as a star that if they followed that star, they'd find the Christ child. They watched, and the day came, they saw that star. Think how excited they were as they looked up there and the sky. Don't know what their names were. Maybe the one said, Paul, do you see that star? What about Jeff? Did you see that star? 
And as they started talking among themselves, can this be the star? It's different than any other star we've ever seen. We've been watching, looking for the star. It's time to go. It's time to follow the star. As they prepared, got their things together, they started out on their journey. You know, it wasn't just down the street. It says the scripture says they came from the east. So they traveled day by day, week by week, month by month, following the star. Because they were focused on seeing Jesus. They wanted to see the Christ child. So as they journeyed along the way, there were no doubt things that came their way, distractions, problems, possible robbers along the way. Might have been days they ran out of food. Might have been days they didn't have any water to drink. But they kept focused on the star. Kept watching, following that star. Came into Jerusalem, went before King Herod. Where is he, the king of the Jews? We've seen his star. Well, Herod didn't like that, but they left Herod on their way again, following the star. You know, there might have been times along the way where they had to encourage each other. And they got tired for long days of travel. Maybe they had to encourage each other and say, I know we're tired, but remember, we were watching for the star. We saw the star. We see the star. We're following the star. We're getting closer. Every step, we're getting closer to seeing Jesus. That day came. It came to the house. The star was above the house. And they went in, and Jesus was there. They saw the Christ child, the one that they'd been looking for. So they fell down and worshipped him. They had a goal. But they had to keep focused on that goal. They couldn't let the distractions distract them. But they had to keep following that star. And they made that goal. Noah had to keep focused on a big job. Huge job. God told him he was going to destroy man from the face of the earth because he is disappointed in man because man had rejected him. And God was disappointed. He was disappointed with the sin that was in the world. So he thought he needed to start over. But he saw Noah. He was a just man, a preacher of righteousness. So he gave him a job to do. So I want you to build an ark. God gave him the dimensions. And Noah went to work. 
day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. It took him a while, possibly around 120 years. There were no doubt times along the way that Noah needed to encourage himself. Or his wife needed to encourage him. No, it's time to get up. I know you're tired. You worked late last night. It's time to get going again. Got to build the ark. There's a flood coming. You know, they didn't even know what a flood was. They didn't even know what rain was at that point. But they believed God. And God said he's going to send a flood. And told Noah to build an ark for the saving of his family. He got the point. He got focused. He looked at the goal, the end result. I've got to get this big boat built so we can go inside. The day came. It was finished. The day came, the animals started going into the ark, two by two. The day came that Noah and his family entered into that ark and God closed the door and the flood came. They were safe inside because Noah had been focused, focused on the goal, focused on that day that it would be complete and they would enter into that ark and they'd be safe when the storm came. It paid off for Noah to keep focused on that goal. Elijah kept focused following Elijah. Before this here, there was a day that God told Elijah to go anoint Elisha in his stead, threw his mantle over him. Elisha left his family, left his occupation, and started following Elijah, followed him faithfully, was there to do whatever he could to help out. A few years down the road, as the day came that it just seemed like everybody knew, Elijah knew, Elisha knew, there were others that just sensed that that day God was going to take Elijah out of this world. You know, as they went along together, they came along and, and Elijah told Elisha, uh, you, you stay here. God's called me to go on. You know, that was a distraction. That, that could have been a discouragement for Elisha. Maybe he was tired. Maybe he, for a moment he thought, well, I am tired. Elijah told me to stay here. Maybe I'll stay here. But he didn't. Because he was focused. He wanted to stay with Elijah. You you know, there was something in him that he needed something. He knew he needed something from God. And he wanted to request that from Elijah. So he says, I'm not staying. I'm going with you. So he went on to the next city. Same thing. Elijah told him again. God's calling me to go on. You stay here. No, I'm going. On to another city. Uh, the sons of the prophets showed up. Asked Elijah, don't you know your master's going to be taken from you? Yeah, I know that. Hold your peace. 
went on, went to the Jordan River. Elijah threw his mantle over the water. The waters parted. They went on to the other side, got on the other side, walking along. We can just kind of imagine maybe what they were talking about. All the good times they had together. Talking about how good God had been. The many times God answered prayer. And then Elijah asked Elisha, what do you want before I'm taken from you? That's the moment Elisha had been waiting for. He'd been following Elijah. He saw the miracles that Elijah had performed. And he, he knew that he was going to step into those shoes. And it was going to be his responsibility to carry on the gospel. He told Elijah, he says, I, I, I want a double portion of your spirit. I need a double portion of your spirit. He knew he needed more than what he had. And Elijah told him, you've asked a hard thing. But if you see me when I'm taken, it shall be yours. If you was Elijah at that moment, what would you do? You'd keep focused on Elijah, wouldn't you? Keep your eyes on him as you walked along with him. You would just want to watch every step that he took. You wouldn't want to be distracted by anything. Just every step, watching, watching, watching. Maybe he was concerned to even blink his eyes because he didn't want to miss it. Well, he didn't miss it. He saw it. He saw that moment that Elijah was taken out of this world in a whirlwind, in a chariot of fire. God took him out of this world. I like the next scripture, the next verse. It says, and he saw it. Elisha saw it. Because he kept focused. He, he had a goal. He kept focused. And he got that goal. He saw Elijah taken. You know, he went back. Took Elijah's mantle. The waters parted again and went back on the other side. You know, the sons of the prophets, it says that they stood afar off. We don't stand afar off from the gospel. We won't be in the gospel. We won't be around the gospel. We won't be involved in the gospel. Because the sons of the prophets missed what happened. They knew it. They talked to Elisha about it. Don't you know Elijah's going to be taken from you? See, they knew it, but they missed it. There's people that know the trumpet of the sound. The trumpet is going to sound one of these days. But it's no more than knowing we have to be ready. We have to be ready for that day. Elisha saw it. He received that double portion that he needed in his life. Well, tonight as Christians, we have a goal. That goal is heaven. We won't make it. We haven't made it yet. But we won't make it. So what do we have to do? We have to keep focused. We have to keep our eye on the goal. The goal is heaven. 
So, so as we go through from day to day, we have to keep focused. There's distractions along the way. There, there's disappointments along the way. There, there's hard things that come our way. There's sickness that comes our way. There's, there's death of family and friends. But we have to keep focused because we will make heaven our home. And as we go into 2023, as the Lord tarries, and we heard about that this morning, we're only 15 days into 2023, and we don't know what lies ahead for us. But one thing we can be assured of, we will make heaven our home. So we will keep focused on making heaven our home. No matter what may come our way, and, and as the days come and the weeks come and go, there will be things that come our way. There, there are going to be decisions we'll need to make. But every decision we make, we'll make sure that we're focused on heaven. Young people, lots of decisions. Schooling, college. Where are you going to go to college at? What classes are you going to take in school? Lots of decisions. But the Lord wants to help you with every one of those decisions. So as you keep focused on heaven, that's the goal. And then you want all these other things to center around that. But if we can keep focused on heaven, we'll make it. We don't know what's ahead in this whole world. We know it's getting worse and worse. You know, really, there's a cry that's going out in this world today for a one-world government. Can you imagine that? Different countries of the world can't even get along. We've had wars over the years. But today they're talking about a one-world government. The whole world coming together as one. That's what they're talking about. That, that's what uh, leaders in the world today want. They think that's what will work. It won't work. You know, there, there's a cry today for a one-world currency. How much longer are we going to have the U.S. dollar? I don't know. You don't know. But they're talking about not having a U.S. dollar anymore. We can't imagine that, can we? But what we need to remember, we need to keep focused. Because we won't make heaven our home. When this whole world crashes, we won't leave this whole world. There's a cry going out for a one-world leader. The Bible talks about that also, called the Antichrist. There's a cry for one person to step on the scene to run this world. We don't want to be here when that happens. We won't be out of here. We won't hear that trumpet sound. We won't be raptured out of this whole world. So we don't know what's ahead this year as the Lord tarries. But we can keep focused on one thing, and that's making heaven our home. 
And we do it through prayer. So we have an opportunity tonight to pray, to make sure. And if, if there's someone here that's not focused on heaven, that your goal isn't heaven. It can be tonight. You can pray and ask Jesus to come into your life and make a change to save your soul. Save yourself, soul from a lost eternity. Jesus is calling tonight. He's reaching out to the lost tonight. Jesus is reaching out to us to encourage us tonight to keep holding on, not to give up. Don't, don't get sidetracked with any of the uh, distractions that are going on in the world. As we look at world events, we want to look above that and say, Jesus is coming. I want to focus on heaven. I don't want to miss it. But we're going to have an opportunity to pray tonight. So let's stand and sing number 588, and we invite you to come and pray. <laughs>